This is the Power Power Podcast. My name is Sarah of Underground Crowds. We hit Bible topics, smash book studies, punch out some songs here and there, and light up his word to strengthen our souls. Thanks for listening. Chapter 15. We're taking our sweet time in chapter 15 because there's a lot, there's a lot in here. So let's pray and we'll get started. God, thank you so much for your faithfulness to us. I fail daily and you're still, you have never left and you never will leave. You have a plan for my life. You have a plan for the lives of everyone that's listening. And you have a way of escape. You made, you gave your son in our place. We do not have to accept the consequences long-term consequences of our sin um we deserve the long-term consequences of our sin but we can live in freedom because of sending your son to die in our place thank you that this had been your plan from the beginning um thank you that you had already made a way when adam and eve took the fruit that was forbidden um and that all uh, we can rest in this uh, reality that you are working things out for our good and your glory in Jesus name amen so we're going to continue here um, starting at verse 6 of chapter 15 uh, then he believed in the Lord now so yesterday we talked about this this difficulty he was having having and then the openness before the Lord and the Lord speaking to him much like the way he spoke to Job and then when he came to the realization that and a lot of us have this refreshing experience right when we uh, have struggled with something and God um, reassures our spirit and reassures our um, our or bring restores our peace through his spirit um, it's it's almost like we re-believe okay um i say this because we have a whole faction of christians who said a prayer once but they never have this returning see we we are people that put ourselves on the altar and we surrender our lives to the lord knowing that that's what we should do romans 12 1 and 2 let's read that because the lord is leading me over there Romans 12, 1 and 2. It's the most difficult, but it's a verse that I constantly go back to. Therefore, I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So that gives us the idea that this is constant. This isn't a re-salvation. This is re-believing God at his word. This isn't the one-off, I did it, check it off, put it on my shelf, I'll walk away and live, do my own thing. The true mark of a believer is someone that constantly realizes they're missing the mark. Not in a lost salvation sense, 
but that they can always approve upon how they walk with the Lord. In fact, I just made a prayer like this the other day. There was, I had this vision in my mind of where I wanted to be. I was well behind a couple, <laughs> a couple few steps behind that position. But I prayed specifically to be in a closer position to walk in with the Lord. Because I tend to just crawl right on off the altar. Oh, I've, I've presented my body a living sacrifice last week. And then Sarah got some new ideas and walked off again. And so when we have a pattern... And this is what believers do. This is what people do when they are following the Lord. They realize they don't always follow. We're sheep, right? I don't know if you're aware of how dumb sheep are, but they're they're pretty darn dumb. And they get some crazy ideas about how to go about life. In fact, they're living proof that evolution is to stay true. Because they have to be taken care of. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. They need an overseer. So that's just really interesting that God calls us sheep. Not. Not. I don't know why I'm looking at. Oh, hold on. I forgot to do the video, but I'm not going to go back. I mean, I got to tell you that. So this one will only have part video, I guess, on YouTube. Um, and it'll probably be out tomorrow, but my computer is commandeered by my son who is in eighth grade doing his online school. So I don't always have access to my computer and it is really late today for me to be doing a podcast. He's at youth group and I've got to do it now, but during the school year, it's just iffy when, when these are released. Um, so I apologize in advance, just the way it is. And then this weekend is going to be a doozy because we have a house rule that um, if, see, in this online school, we can track the grades. Now, instead of me breathing down their neck every day and checking their grades every day, I've picked a day once a week to check their grades and it has to be in the green. You can either be in the red or you can be in the green. And there's no excuse not to be in the green unless you're just simply not doing the projects um, because they give you multiple chances to do it over. There's just really no excuse. So, but um, no names. One of them's, you know, down a couple notches. So we are going to be working on that this weekend. Um, so that, long story short, that's why this is late today. Um, anyway, we crawl off the altar. But we know, as dumb, that uh, Christians know that we are, that are following after Christ have not come to a point where, you know, they're above, they, that they're, they're holy enough. They've compared themselves rightly with everybody else in the room and they look holy enough. Um, they've, they're, um, they've fooled themselves into thinking that it's all on the outside, that appearances totally mean that I'm legit. A Christian who is walking with the Lord realizes that ain't squat. And that sometimes... You even have to wait because you know something's off with the Lord and you have to wait and you have to search and you have to seek. And the Lord who is gentle and kind and meek will show us where it is that we're off. Faithfully. 
and mercifully. But let's get to Genesis chapter, chapter 15. And he reckoned, verse 6, and he reckoned it to him as righteousness. There is a decision the Lord has made. Now, we're, we're not going to get so theological that, or we're not going to get so deep. Um, where and when the time was that God decided salvation was the way Christ was going to, to um, be that payment, my opinion is it was the plan from the start. That God in his foreknowledge knew that Adam and Eve would not obey and so we have this interaction that God has with his people on this earth, knowing this overarching reality, that he has a plan for salvation. And so when Abraham believed God, did he accept Jesus as a savior? No, that is not what happened. Abraham believed God, God made a decision to mark it as righteousness. God was looking ahead when Abraham had no idea about. And God, in his mercy, in his faithfulness, in his, even his, he wasn't shirking his holiness. He was looking ahead. And here's how we know he was looking ahead. This is when it gets exciting. And he said to him, verse 7, I am the Lord who brought you out of Ur of the Chaldeans. He is explaining to us, the audience, why he is marking Abraham as righteous. To give you this land to possess it. First, he is the Lord. He said, O Lord God, how may I know that I will possess it? Now, he asks a question concerning a logistic, a very earthly uh, perspective, um, a plot of land that I am going to have. How do I know that I'm going to get the deed to this land? And look at where God takes him. So he said to him, bring me a three-year-old heifer and a three-year-old female goat and a three-year-old ram, and a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. Then he brought all these to him and cut them in two, and laid each half opposite the other. But he did not cut the birds. The birds of prey came down upon the carcasses, and Abram drove them away. Now when the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abram. Behold, terror and great darkness fell upon him. So Abram asks a simple question about when he is going to get the deed to this land. And what happens? He's told to collect a female goat, a heifer, a ram, 
turtle dove, young pigeon, slice them in half. Put one on one side, put one on the other side. And the birds of prey move in. Which I don't think is a mistake. Anytime God is going to show us, reveal something to us about his character, and it is an aha moment, you had better believe that Satan's going to try to scoop that seed right back out so that we forget and we go back to our same questions, to our same rumblings, to our same complainings, to our same misgivings, to our same, to same, same. How many times? And now, so, and then God sends him into darkness and terror. I, I was just asking about the deed to the land. God sends him into darkness and terror. So, let's talk about this, this, um, turn, that, like, this progression. So, Abraham seems to be stuck on a certain, what am I going to get? When am I going to get? How am I going to get? Where's the deed? Where blah, 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 right? And God keeps trying to push him out and not push him out. Realign, like in yesterday's podcast, realign his viewpoint. Shift his focus. And friends, sometimes the bottom drops out when we have refused. And I'm raising my hand, but I'm raising my hand. We refused, and we have refused, and we have refused to shift our focus. Just mm, batten down the hatches. We go in survival mode. This has to happen, Lord. Times are running out. Just today. Your girl is not perfect. Just today. One little root of bitterness toward God. A, a certain aspect of the promise. And I was like, I'm over that. Just nasty. Just nasty. And it, and it rises up. And so God sends him into terror. And great darkness fell upon him. And God said to Abram, Know for certain that your descendants will be strangers in a land that is not theirs, where they will be enslaved and oppressed for a hundred years. Sometimes when it's when when God's trying to shift our focus and he says all these sweet things to us, I love you, I'm with you. Shift your focus, shift your focus. And we, and we just refuse to do it. <laughs> the fire is going to get a little hotter. Until we let go of that thing. Now Abraham is learning that his descendants are going to be, what? Slaves? Oppressed? Look, I'm trying to tell you, lift your eyes. Because it ain't all pretty down here. I have this promise for you. I'm also, like our scripture tells us, all that live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. We cannot leave out 
the fact that we are still on this earth. We cannot overlook the very real, very real truth that if we're going to live godly, we're going to get attacked. And it could be just spiritual at the moment, but then it could be very, very, as we see in the past couple of years, direct attacks on the church. Everything from not being able to meet to being attacked for not catering to every single whim of rules, not being fearful. Our biggest weapon during that time was not being fearful. And it was not, it was not appreciated. It was a, there was a very, very direct agenda to keep everyone in a state of fear. And when the church rose up and praised God anyway, when the church rose up and threw off the fear, it was in direct opposition to darkness. So God's like, what you are placing all of your worth and value on this on this earth, fill in the blank. What is it? What is it that you have to have right now? I can think of a few things that I that either I want to change or I think should change. Some things in my life that are just not fair. It's true. It's true. But it's almost as if God is saying, I'm, you know what? You're going to have descendants. Yeah. Also, they're going to be slaves. They're going to fall under oppression. Isn't there something else you need to be focused on? How about you, believer? His kingdom or yours? Because the one down here, I'm, it's, it's not going to last. What you've got lined up, what you've got figured out on this earth, it, it's passing away. I don't care what ladders you've climbed. I don't care what kind of people you've manipulated to, you know, around yourself or whatever. I don't know what kind of, don't care what kind of impression you give people when you walk into a room. I don't care. It's not going to last. If it's not based on his kingdom. If it's not for his kingdom that you're living. It's going to... Like molten ash off the page. But I will also judge the nation whom they will serve. And afterward they will come out with many possessions. As for you, you shall go to your fathers in peace. You will be buried at a good old age. And then in the fourth generation they will return here. For the iniquity of the Amorite is not yet complete. So he's... Giving Abraham a big picture. 
begging him. You know, this is really remarkable because he's actually, who would be able to hold that up? I'm going to do this with your life and then I'm going to do that with your life and then I'm going to, I'm going to do that way over there in the future after you're dead. Who would be able to, who would really, that's really remarkable. Who would really be able to hold that up? It's because God is standing there with Abraham that he's able to hold this up. It came about when the sun had set, that it was very dark, and behold, there appeared a smoking oven and a flaming torch, which, which passed between these pieces. Remember the pieces of the animals? On that day, the Lord made a covenant with Abraham, saying, To your descendants I have given this land, and from the river of Egypt, as far as the great river, the river of Euphrates, the Kenite, the Kenizzite, the Kadmonite, the Hittite, the Perizzite, the Raphaim, the Amorite, the Canaanite, and the Girgashite, and the Jebusite. So God makes a covenant with Abraham using the blood of animals. Three years old. And how long was Jesus in the grave? Three days. And what does his blood, what does this blood represent? This coming thing. Even beyond this Kenizzite, Jebusite, Gerasite, the, the, the land, the, the, the people, the enslavement, all of this stuff. Even beyond that, as Abram observes, overwhelmed with darkness and great terror, that this covenant-making God is foreshadowing way beyond him. Remember our verse. Matthew 8, 11. I say to you that many will come from the east and west and recline at the table with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. Again, thanks for listening. Catch the next part of this series, usually Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. You can also find Underground Crowds on Twitter, Patreon, Bandcamp, or undergroundcrowds.com.